Welcome back to Chasing the Chip. This is episode 31. Uh, this is about the fourth attempt that we have had to go live. Hopefully you guys can see us this time. Let me put out another yeah, tweet. Man. But uh, as always, I'm your host, Moise, alongside my co-host, Wayne. How you doing, Wayne? Doing good, man. Uh, decent, at least. Getting killed, but we'll get over it. Yeah. Uh, Wizards had a hot start to the year. Started 2-0. and Right now, we're in not really like a... I don't even want to say this is like a... This barely feels like a competition against the Nets. We're down 16 at the start of the second quarter. But, uh, you know, still a lot of time. And now they've. it seems like they're kind of staggering their stars. So it's going to be a little difficult to come back into this one if Harden is just going to be on, uh, like, Aaron Holiday the whole game. <laughs> but we'll see. Still plenty of time. It's just, it, it just feels like it's a, struggle to get the, it's a struggle to get the ball in the ass. Yeah, and it seems like they're kind of scoring with ease. So, oof. Offense has we, been an we issue. We're getting open, man, but it's just like we just can't put anything in. Cold shooting nights happen. I think we're currently 3 for 13 from 3, which is not ideal, obviously. And I think the Nets are shooting like 4 for 7. So, I don't know. Uh, definitely not the ideal start. But the Wizards have had pretty close to an ideal start in terms of wins and losses because you can't get better than 2-0. Uh, if we're about to be 2-1 and one after this game, I'm cool with that. I'm completely cool with that. That's about what I would have expected going into the year. Well, before the season started, when I seen the, the uh when I seen the schedule, I was like, we have to win the first two games, one hundred percent. We can't. I, I straight up was like, we can't afford to lose the first two games, or lose any of the first two games. After that, it was I knew it was going to be a dogfight. We got Brooklyn, we got Boston next, then the Hawks, then Boston, then the Hawks again. Yeah, we got a tough stretch. So this is the first one of them. I'd ra- if this is going to be the bad game, I'd rather it be now. And you're going to need to compete. If you can't compete against the Nets, that's fine. I mean, they're probably going to finish as a one or two seed in the East. I can accept that. Uh, but if you can't compete with the Hawks or the Celtics, we're in for a long season once again. So that's gonna. those are much more important games, I agree. I mean, it's obviously you want it to be a little closer than 20-point game in the second quarter. Uh, but, you know, basketball is a game of runs, so who knows. Davis Bertans throws up another brick. <laughs> I swear to God, this happens every other game with him. It's either he's lights out or just terrible. Currently shooting three. Every every time I want to, I want to support him so bad. I just, want to. Just doesn't give us the option. But speaking of supporting Dodge Verton, he did have a bounce back in that in that second game. He did. Let's go in order, though. We'll start with the Toronto game uh, because it was a little more balanced scoring. Not even Beal got his usual thirty. I think he finished with like twenty three. Yeah, if there's 23, 4, and 3, uh, and efficient for the most part, I believe, uh, 23, but I think he was less efficient than we're used to seeing. You also saw him attempt more threes in general, so it's it's kind of nice to see him trying to add that to his, uh, to his offensive game this season, but I'm still not, <laughs> I'm still just kind of iffy on where I think this team is. For the year, I kept saying 40 and 42, kind of hovering around the 500 mark. I don't think anything in those first two games could have really changed my mind. I mean, those are teams you're supposed to beat for the most part. Uh, Like, Toronto is probably going to be a lottery team this year. Indiana, if I had to guess, is probably, what, a a play-in team? At highest, like a 6-7 seed? If everybody's healthy, and they already have guys that aren't healthy, so who knows? Got a little bit of the uh, Kyle Kuzma experience in that game. He started hot and then slowly uh, started missing more and more shots. 
But he made up for it with some of his rebounding. I think he finished with 15 rebounds that first game. Uh, he had the second highest plus minus in that first game. Guess who was the highest one? Among the Wizards. That was Breton. Bradley Beal. But good oh, guess. shit. <laughs> I think Bertans was one of the few negative people in that game, actually. Oh, <laughs> Bertans and Holiday were the only two with negatives, with negative seven and negative nine, respectively. But, uh, yeah, definitely a solid game for the starters that first go-round. Uh, Kuzma, obviously, you're going to have games where he just shoots you out of it almost. But because this was such a, I don't want to say comfortable win, but pretty close to comfortable win, you didn't really have to worry about it. Even if he is shooting like 4 of 13 and 2 of 9 from 3. If you're up 20 the entire game, fire away, man. That's cool. Uh, Beal finished 7 of 19, so maybe not as efficient as I thought. Made all his free throws, though, so that's good. Didn't uh, John Morant it. <laughs> nice to see. Hey, man. John's a, he's, a, he's a beast, though. I love John. Just got to hit those clutch free throws. That last, yeah, I knew it was, was going to be too too strong once it left his hand. Yeah, you could kind of see it coming off. He didn't. He looked really nervous, like uh, taking those. But yeah, he'll get better. Still got plenty of room to grow. Dinwiddie did not attempt a single three pointer that first game. Caldwell Pope was also really cold shooting. Uh, I think he he shot two for seven and one for five from three. You're gonna need a little more aggressiveness. I want to see KCP actually do some dribble drives and stuff because I know he's capable of that. Yeah. Uh, but it all kind of starts with that outside jumper. So you know. Maybe sell a pump fake every once in a while and mix it in. But uh, if everybody's shooting cold, you're going to have nights like tonight where you're just down 23 the whole time. Hey, KCP actually went to the cup as soon as I said that and then didn't get a foul call. So is what it is. Uh, Joe Harris wide open three-point attempt. Actually misses. But yeah. Um, what do you think of Gafford in that first game? Because Toronto has a very undersized front court in general with Precious Ajua and Chris Boucher. Yeah. So that's a game he kind of needs to dominate. Uh, Gafford defensively was bad, dude. Mm-hmm. He hasn't really – well, he's not really going to pop off on offense. I'd like to see him rebound more. Yeah, I mean, uh, he only had five rebounds that game. He had finished with four blocks, but I think three of them were within like a 30-second span of each other. Yeah. So he is making the impact that we kind of expect from him. It's just the second game he got into foul trouble early, so he couldn't do it as much either. And uh, he still has issues defending the post and with some bigger centers. He's got to find a way to use that explosiveness, like his vertical explosiveness, to, uh, wow, we're really just throwing shit up and not getting anything. That was crazy. He's uh, <laughs> using the vertical explosiveness to just kind of go up and grab boards over guys, uh, especially when they're undersized just like he – like Gafford's not the biggest center. And there's yeah. going to be times where he's smaller than the opposing bigs. You saw that in Indianapolis, or in the Indiana game. You did not see that. You should not be seeing that in a Toronto game where Precious Achua at 6'10 is their biggest big. Um, right? I think he is. It might be Boucher, but not 100%. Every time Brooklyn shoots, I'm assuming it's going in. <laughs> it's it's kind of sad right now. I'm trying to like watch, not be depressed and talk, but woof, this is a, this is a, not a great start, but at least the offense is kind of doing stuff to get open looks. Just can't hit anything. Like Bradley Beal just missed a wide open three. It's the cleanest three I've seen him take in two years. Just miss it. We just, we just can't hit man. Just cold shooting nights from everybody. I guess that happens in basketball, but yikes. 
Never like to see it like this. <laughs> All right, net of that. Clean, clean shot. Damn, bro. It's rough. It's rough out here. But it uh, might be time to start tweeting memes. <laughs> yeah, meme through the pain because we only have twenty-two points in a quarter and a half. That's uh, that's rough. But you know. We'll reminisce about the two other wins, and uh, we'll be all right. Isak Bonga got a DNP. I was a little sad about that. I'm not going to lie. Um, I, wanted, I wanted to see Isak play. I really wanted to see Isak play. And we I, went up 30. I was like, yo, put in Isak. Man. <laughs> might as well. I mean, to be fair, we went up 30, and then they kind of cut it to 10. And uh, Toronto's uh, casting crew was talking about it like it was within two the entire game. So that's kind of... <laughs> It's nice to know that they have some uh, energy up there, to say the least. It's better than Justin Kutcher yelling Konnichiwa or whatever the hell he does. Oh, man, that guy. Yeah. I got the game muted right now for a reason. <laughs> yeah. Um, overall, though, in that first game, only shot 19% from three with a five for 27. I I don't know if just the team is in kind of a slump from three. But then the next game, I think they came out and started shooting lights out. But I have to find the box score on that one. But um, We need to see some consistent shooting. Definitely need to see com- some consistent shooting. Because we're getting decent looks. We're consistently looks. open. So I can't claim about that. We're consistently open. We need to consistently hit. And we have guys who should be capable of hitting those. Like, KCP is known as a shooter, right? Kuzma is not a shooter, but can shoot. I think he's a scorer who can shoot. We finished with 44% from three on 15 of 34 less. Oh, no, that was the Pacers. Never mind. We finished with 50%, uh, 19 to 38 shooting from three in that second game without Bradley Beal. Offense just kind of went crazy for both teams in that game, though. Uh, when you finish with 135, 134, even in overtime, that's that's just a lot of points. There was just no missing going on. Like, Chris Duarte stepped back like he James Harden in 2018 money yeah, definitely that uh We had Bertans locking him up though, in isolation. <laughs> For one play where he the he only really locked him up because the shot clock was at like four, so yeah. Bertans could afford him to step up at that point. Yeah, because Duarte had at the most two dribbles to use. <laughs> I mean, Duarte is a really really solid ball player, but I don't think he was like quick twitch enough. I don't think he was going to get a blow by on Bertans that easily anyway. Yeah. He's just not that quick. But uh, yeah. Ooh. Denny's still playing defense, at least, so that's something. Uh, ooh, Gafford? There you go, Gafford. Um, speaking of Gafford, he got into some heavy foul trouble in that Indiana game. Seems oh, like yeah. post-defending is still quarter. a struggle. Yeah, post-defending is definitely still a struggle. Uh, he kind of—I think he had four fouls in, what, in the first three quarters, and most of it was, like, I think two of them were in the uh, first half and two of them were at, like, the start of the third quarter. So he like he had less minutes than Bertans. So that's not ideal, especially when you just extended him. Uh so he's definitely gotta learn to be a little more disciplined on the defensive end. But some of them calls are a little bit bogus though. That was what I was gonna say, because like, it, it's a little ticky tack when you get down there in the post. Simonis uh, knows how to he knows how to get his calls. He absolutely does. He's the James Harden of Bigs. So how did Kevin Durant make that shot with Danny Drake? Wow. All right, the ball's that's, getting that's in the I mean. a little more often, but ugh. Like, bro, KD made that floater over Danny. Danny almost blocked that. How did he make that? Okay, Gafford, Gafford just sold on a Blake Griffin pump fake from three and got the block anyway. That's kind of funny. 
if we can if we can get the ball to just go in more and may, and maybe make it respectable. I I think we already too far in the hole, but if we can just get it respectable. We got to pull like, a Toronto. We got to wait let for it, them let, to let get it be like 13 13 11 points. We got to wait for them to get comfortable with a 30 point lead in the fourth quarter and then we will make our comeback. Uh but yeah, Gafford. Oh, we didn't I guess we haven't had a podcast since he got that extension. So what did you think about the Gafford extension? Three years, forty million. Uh, I'm glad we did it now because he's gonna be worth more. He's gonna be worth way more than that in two years, and he's not gonna start getting paid from it in two years. So that is a yeah one of one of those. It's uh, it was definitely like a preemptive move, and I think invest early so you don't have to pay more later. Absolutely, you got to invest in Gaff coin. Uh, as soon as possible. It reminded me a lot of like the Robert Williams uh, contract that the Celtics yeah, they, gave they, to him. They made sure to pay him early. Yeah, they paid him like he hasn't necessarily earned that money yet, but his career is on a trajectory that makes sense to pay him now because uh, why not lock a guy up for five years when you th- see the potential and you know you want him to be a core part of your team for a long time? Just make sure of it. So uh, I think Robert Williams got like four years, 54. Gafford gets three for 40. So yeah, I think and that's it's not like they get in money that cripples your team. No, it's I think that's are, it's average st- steals. Uh, it's below average uh, starting center money, if I had to guess, and uh, not if I had to guess. I think just off the dome. Uh, I think Embiid is on like a super max, obviously, and so is Jokic. But guys around Gafford's tier, I think, are making probably more than uh, than thirteen million dollars a year. Not just that. I don't think you can really view this as a thirteen uh, $13 million average annual value contract because to me this is in addition to the two years of controllability he already has. So it's more like five for forty-five in totality, which is only nine million dollars a year, which is a heck of a steal. It's just back, yeah. back, uh, back loaded. Yeah, <laughs> I keep we, losing we my train of get, thought just seeing us miss. Man, first, I see but. us get like we got three stops in a row and didn't get a bucket. Man, it's hurting me a little bit just because I know our offense is way better than this. They're just not doing anything. <laughs> like we got like three stops in. in a row and got no kind of bucket. Like, come on, man. Hopefully the Nets have our kind of luck on this rim the second half because woof, this is uh, it's not pretty. Um, yeah. So Gafford extension definitely a good thing. Uh, you would like to see him be a little more aggressive offensively these first couple games, but uh, I'm not tripping that he isn't. Like, uh, he's not somebody who's going to create his own offense maybe ever. So, just having him in pick and rolls as frequently as possible. That's a kickball. Um, and just throw. I haven't seen enough lobs thrown to Gafford this season quite yet. I think. If, I, I feel like if I was to go watch film, teams are like making sure they don't allow it. If that's the case, there should and be a we, skip pass been, available somewhere, though. We we've been either getting skip passes or like people have been going to the lane, like hard, because what we what we've been doing is we've been running the horn and we've been basically Beal or Spence will catch the ball and take the ball screen from Gafford and somebody will screen Gafford's man on the backside while he while he cuts to the rim. Mm-hmm. They're tagging Gafford like almost every time. So a lot of the time it's a layup. But I haven't seen us run that set so far this game. We just left Which, James Harden wide open for three and he missed it. That's crazy. <laughs> take goes. <laughs> I just watched them give the Nets the points that we just got. <laughs> All right. I did, I did, I did. Yeah, I don't know if that's on the, the scores or if that's on NBC Sports Washington. Kyle Kuzma. Oh, never mind. That's 
he just he, he's looking like Russell West a six ten Russell Westbrook tonight. It's uh it's kind of sad. Do you uh, want to talk uh, about uh, Russell Westbrook by the way? Because uh there are some things uh, going on with that start in LA. <laughs> It's, it's a weird start for sure, but I think they'll figure it out. But man, nine turnovers is crazy. But he, he'll be good. It should have been ten because he had nine, and then at, with like point three seconds left, he had the ball and just straight up ran out of bounds. As long as they win games, he'll be, he'll avoid slander. But if they would have lost that, right that if they would have lost that game and he had nine turnovers, he would have turned to the game. Mm-hmm. It's not and just like, that the shooting percentages are some, pathetic as well. Like he shot. I feel bad for some of the for some of the rest of because I was cool with a lot of them. They're like, man, they're going through it. The ones that was assholes, though, oh man. I don't feel that bad for y'all, but some some of them I'm like, man, yeah, y'all are going through it for real. They uh, they're in hell right I, now. They're we all knew this would happen though. They're in a big market. They're in LA. Anything that happens will be national TV. Mm-hmm. Anything. I mean, That's we're already seeing the takes that he should come off the bench, uh, which is not. I I don't think it's unfounded. By the way, I think he would fit a lot better with that bench unit out in LA because there's a lot more floor spacing. Like. You don't have to worry about Anthony Davis and LeBron kind of log jamming the paint if you're Russell Westbrook. And they're literally double teaming off of Westbrook with no repercussions pretty frequently. So just send him out there with shooters. I think, Malik I think what they should do, if they're going to double off of Westbrook like that, have him set an off-ball screen or have him be the screener. True. So that when, when they do double Braun, have him just dump it off the Westbrook immediately. Mm-hmm. And now he's playing point guard. From the free throw line, and he got and somebody's gonna be open because there was just a double team, and he he can pass the hell out that ball. Like the Lake, the Lakers have ways they can make it work, but Frank Vogel got to use his head. We'll see if he does, but uh, yeah, back to the Wizards. We'll see. Like we we've kind of seen both sides of the Kyle Kuzma experience, right? Yeah, we're seeing we're seeing the ugly tails. It's really just heads or tails. He's a coin flip player. The J.R. Smith of the Wizards. <laughs> Coin flip Kuzma. Got the tails and the shitty performance. One, one night all-star, the next the next night bench player. Not even bench player. Next night G-leaguer. And I think this, that's this, this not is the JR, the J.R. Kuzma experience. Bro. He's, he's our J.R. Smith. He's our swaggy keeper. I think if he, he's just going to be that guy. I think if he just stopped focusing so much on trying to score the ball and just kind of accepted taking a step back and just relaxed a little bit played a little more off ball doesn't try to do all these step backs just keep it simple man one two dribble pull-ups drive to the cup or dish it off we don't need to see you doing crazy step backs over seven footers just because it worked against the pacers and you shot five of eight from three and you were lights out doesn't mean that's gonna work over nick claxton doesn't mean it's even gonna work over joe harris which we've seen this game already I uh I think they're, they're on it. So let me ask you something, because Rui is still not back. We don't know when he's going to be back. They said anywhere from a week to a month is what Wes Unsell Jr. said before today's game. Who are you removing from the starting lineup to reinsert Rui Hachimura, assuming he is still the starting power forward? It depends on how they want to play it. If they want to be a little bit taller, have more length, you put KCP to the bench. If you want to add another scoring piece to the bench and just, like, have a consistent starting lineup, I would leave KCP in. But there's options here. And I think it's pretty matchup-based, too. I mean, the Cavs are running three seven-footers 
Oh, yeah. uh, they're starting I, think, I think you start Kuzma against the Cavs. Yeah, like it's hard not to say like, oh, Lowry Markkinen. It's hard for KCP to go guard him as the, the opposing three. But uh might be a little easier if it's Rui, Kuzma, and Gafford to say, oh, yeah, Evan Mobley, uh, Jared Allen, and Lowry Markkinen, who are all 6'11 or 7 feet tall. Yeah. Uh, it's going to just be, I think it might be night to night. It might be depending on the streakiness. Like, uh, you see Kuzma on, on a light night like tonight, he's probably not getting the starter over KCP. But uh, if he's shooting crazy well in warm-ups or if he's, if he's had a couple good days of practice in a row, maybe then you throw him out there. But I think it is going to be mostly matchup-based, as kind of cheap of an answer as that is. Uh, how old Neto is just insane. Oh, wait, no, that was Dinwiddie. Never mind. Uh, Dinwiddie just locked up Kevin Durant. Uh, Gafford just attempted a mid-range. Interesting. Um... I don't know, man. Spencer, I, has, Spencer got some defense. Spencer got some defense, and we've kind of seen that early on. Although against Pacers, literally nobody on either team played any defense. So yeah, I'm not gonna lie to Gafford. Uh, maybe does it? It don't look bad. Doesn't look bad. It's just too strong. Got to find a way to soften the hands up. Maybe he's still really good at altering shots, which is all I really care about it for him to stay on the floor. But yeah. Uh, didn't I want to talk a little more about the Indiana game though? Okay. If, if, you know what makes me so mad about Kuzma? What? He's actually really good at getting open. He just can't hit. So it it, it, it it makes me so mad when he misses. It's like, bro, you know how to get open. Like, he opens so much. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. he, he just find a way to make sure like your man loses. You. Seems to really understand spacing, and I I don't know if that's Frank Vogel kind of uh, instilling that in him, or if it's just kind of his innate basketball IQ. But he does find ways to just find spaces in defense. Like, that pass from Beal he just got and then took a dribble backward to get behind the three-point line was really, really intelligent just for him to miss a wide-open shot. It's like, man, this guy, he does things correct and then... Sells the finish. Man, we are looking like the Toronto Raptors right now. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, We held them to 37, I think... We might not get there. We're at 36 right now. So, <laughs> woof. Uh, but yeah, the Pacers game, I want to talk I'm, a little more about. I'm surprised the Nets don't have 70 right now. <laughs> they probably should because uh, uh, the defense has been fine. They're they're just. We're in front of them. They're just kind of hitting They just don't us. care. They just don't miss. But we, uh, are, we are in front of them and they don't care at all. They have They do not. That Dinwiddie move was kind of nasty. That Dinwiddie step back, which we saw against Indiana to send us to overtime, I think that's going to be a consistent weapon for this offense because uh, not only, like, obviously, like I said, he didn't take any threes against um, Toronto, but once he started taking threes against Indiana, seemed pretty good. <laughs> I think he finished six for nine, and they weren't all just catch and shoot like we were talking about. He was taking some step backs. He was taking some deep ones. Taking someone uh, super early in the shot clock. Just doing a variety of things with that jumper. And if that jumper holds, there's no real reason that uh, Spencer Dinwiddie can't be an all-star. Because Kevin Wright just tried to put us on black. He didn't succeed. Thank you, Daniel Gafford. Uh, I wasn't going to address it because he missed. But yeah. yeah. He just dropped it. Hey, man. I don't know how KD takes free throws with his feet facing like off to the left, but it's really he did a lot of things weird. His jumper comes from his left hip. It does. And it comes across his body. It's almost it's, 
like when when Lonzo Ball was coming in the league, I'm like, yeah, his jumper's kind of similar to KD, because it literally KD does the same motion. It comes across, but his like when it comes across, it like it it fixes itself up here. Mm-hmm. Lonzo did it. It kept going like that. His base KD is the weird part. Himself. Yeah, but it was like, man, this guy, his jumper is so weird, and it's funny. Very very fun to watch though. Is Kevin Durant one of the all time greats for a reason? But yes, um, Pacers game. We've said it. I've said it about like six times, and we keep getting away from it just because this game is pretty good. Um, so yeah, we saw that Dinwiddie shot to take us to overtime. I was in attendance for that. I went crazy. I was right behind that basket. Uh, shout out DMV Brian. Got me some ticket upgrades. By that I mean I just walked down in uh, Capital One Arena, and they stopped checking tickets after a while. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was really really cool though. Um, I think we do need to have a discussion about if. If uh, Miles Turner is capable of dropping 40 points on us, maybe this defense isn't as good <laughs> as we thought, potentially. But I don't know. Because he was kind of like, not he was lighting it up from three, kind of gained confidence. I think he shot, finished like above 50% from three. Gained some confidence, started banging around down low, too. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's a little good. But it's halftime. Uh, we are every, every time I'm like, yo, we're showing some light. This guy. Slim Reaper. At least we got over 40 points. We did get over 40 points. We are not the Toronto Raptors. You hit from there, man. (laughs) It'd be like that. Yeah. It's actually only 17 points. I was expecting a lot worse after that first quarter. If we would have went into 14 points, I'd take that. I'm I'm still cool with 17. I'm not going to lie. All I I want is for for it to be respectable. (laughs) If we're going to take the loss, just don't get blown out bad like that. Don't yeah. let it be 25 points. I think the spread was plus six and a half. Uh, I don't think we finished within that. But So if you're spread betting, take that minus six and a half. But we'll see if the line's probably I'm moved betting. by now. So I don't I'm know. not betting this week. I'll be back betting next week. So what I've done with sports betting is to discourage myself from participating anymore. I put all the rest of my $4 in my FanDuel account. On the Wizards' season over, so I will not have any funds to gamble with until season's end. But I actually think that's a pretty free bet. It was over thirty-four and a half. With how this team has started, I, it's hard to see them finishing below that. But uh, yeah, especially with the way some of these other teams look, Jason Tatum is out here shooting seven for thirty every night. We don't have to worry about the Celtics. He's, he's been better in the last two games, but the Celtics' their depth isn't really that good. What if I said Jalen Brown is currently the best player on the Boston Celtics roster? Uh, Jason Tatum has 26, 3 and 5 tonight. Game right now. Yeah. And he had 26 last game. So I, I was. Jalen Brown is. I, it, was, it was like the start of last season, too. He started off crazy and then he like tapered down. So yeah. I, I he got he to prove it to me. Yeah, he only has 15 tonight. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll show him that take. I'll squat him. He started with, with 46, but he, yeah. he, he just has to prove it. She's got to find some consistency. I think... Uh, if him and Tatum get on the same page, my lord. But, um, his as handle... long as one of them is going to... one of them is going to just take bad shots all the time, <laughs> I think it. It's not going to be pretty if, uh, if they just can't... Like, there are definitely ways to play off of each other to get the other one good looks. Hopefully neither of them are Kuzmaing for the sake of uh, Boston fans. But, you know, I think they will find ways to get some clean looks and they'll kind of be improving over the course of the season. 
I hope they have a rough stretch the next week. <laughs> In all honesty, because need you those know two what wins. Was crazy. What? So I just opened the box door. Why does Cleveland have ten rebounds on a half? He has ten rebounds. Yeah, he has four point ten rebounds on two What the hell? Hold on, hold on. I gotta look at this. Why does he have ten rebounds and a half? What <laughs> he actually does? What the heck? Beal is shooting three of ten. By the way. Uh... Need a little Beale, bit better when, than that. Beal hit, hit a three at the end of the end of the second. That made me feel a little bit good. He finished one oh, for you, six. I don't, even, I don't even want to hear this halftime report, bro. Yeah, I, I'm, uh, I, don't, I don't even want to hear this, bro. I'm, I don't even want to look at it, bro. I'm switching tabs. It's a little ugly. <laughs> so with that, uh, why don't we look ahead to some of the games on the schedule up until next week? Because uh, I think that way we don't have to pay attention to this atrocity that is going on. Um... So over the course of the next week, until next Monday, we have the Celtics on Wednesday. We got the Hawks uh, second night of a back-to-back. Then we have the Celtics at home on Saturday, and then we're playing the Hawks again on Monday. Right. I think I think we can win both for the Celtics, but, but I will say one and one with the Celtics with the Hawks. The Hawks have the advantage in both games. We'll see what happens because if they come in, if they're cold, you can take you can take a game from the Hawks. But if the Hawks are the Hawks, man, we might be in for it again. It might not. It might not be as bad as it is now, but because Trey Young is a problem, he is a problem. We're, and the Hawks run mainly pick and roll mm-hmm. with either Trey Young, with Kevin Herter, with Bogdan. There is uh, Cam Reddish now off the bench. They're just gonna run a bunch of pick and roll. See, it's gonna be tough with the way that DeAndre Hunter and Cam Reddish have kind of started the season off pretty hot. These would be great games to have, you know, a starting caliber power forward who's defensive minded. But we don't know when Rui is coming back. So this these give me these games give me pause. Um, I think we're gonna go two and two. I think we need to go two and two for this stretch if we want to be serious in the East. I, whether I think, that be, I think be, we can go two and two. Either, either we split, we split one and one with both teams, or maybe we beat Boston twice and we still win If but we can we, be above five hundred after that stretch, I think we're in a good spot uh, for the rest of the season because the schedule softens a little bit for the week after. Oh, November softens up hard. It softens up a lot. I, I don't know. Something gives me like, I have a gut feeling about that second Hawks game where I think we might just get blown the hell out. But I feel like we can be competitive in at least the home game. And the Celtics are iffy to me as well. Because Celtics, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really believe in their depth. I have no faith in their depth at all. So I, I think their coaching the is... Celtics starters, mm-hmm. I think we win the game. I think their coaching is good. Like I, I think Ime Odoka has the kind of right vision for the team. I think Brad Stevens kind of messed up their roster. Uh, I don't... I don't like what he most of his offseason acquisitions or moves. The Robert Williams contract was a good move, which we talked about earlier. Al Horford coming back, I think, will do something for you in the regular season. But as we kind of approach the postseason, he'll flare out a little bit. Um, I'm trying to think. Like Grant Williams is a starter for them, isn't he? <laughs> like that's never a good thing. He, for an apparently, NBA he's team. got like a 90 percent true shooting right now. Some bullshit. <laughs> Not yeah. including the game they're playing right now. I actually didn't know that, but Grant Williams is not it's a good. Something player, crazy. So like apparently, know. he just hasn't. Apparently, he just hasn't been missing enough. <laughs> He'll come back down to earth, I hope, because yikes. Uh, he's, going, he's going to. Yeah. That, he, he's not. That's not going to be his guy. 
there's no way it's his average because uh, I don't think that, that would make him the greatest player in the history of the NBA. Like I don't think Michael Jordan had a ninety percent true shooting ever in his entire career. So Grant Williams is going to regress really hard at some point. He'll hit a wall. Uh, hopefully it's what is he there? Probably, uh, maybe Kuzma kind of gives him some trouble. Maybe Tatum is kind of uh, shooting them out of the games or something. But I think two and two is what you have to shoot for. Anything above that is obviously great. I don't think it's the end of the world if they go zero and four or even uh, one and three or even zero and four. Obviously, you're in a little bit of a hole, and some changes might have to be made in the rotation. Uh, I would like to see Kisper get some more minutes. Honestly, uh, he played a little bit in that when uh, the Indian when the Indiana game got a little bit. Uh, we got a little bit of a comfortable lead. I think he only had finished with like ten minutes, but uh, I think he can be a valuable asset for this team. Like uh, we've seen his shooting kind of in the preseason, it definitely hit that game tying three. In the regular season, I think uh, I don't think he played that well in his minutes, but he played very he, he very well. He, he got that he got that contested layup. That was nice. He got the contested layup, and I think there's only I, I like thing. seeing I like seeing a counter for somebody running him off the line. I, yeah. I, I enjoyed that. He only had one three attempt, and he missed it. Yeah. But I think it was pretty decently open too. But it was uh, I he's not a he's not the kind of shooter who's just going to continue to miss. He's not a Davis Bertans where misses kind of stack. He's more of a steady shooter. He's not a rhythm shooter like Bertans is. Like Slim always likes to say, his 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 misses are pretty consistent. Yeah, a lot of the time his misses will be front rim from him. I think he's just trying to switch everything to the one off. He doesn't want to touch them. He wants that motherfucker. I mean that's probably better as a shooter because I mean that makes him a little yeah. more of a like a marksman. So a, a lot of a lot of his misses are short, but they're usually on target. Like, I feel like if you just stand behind him and watch him shoot, they're probably flying straight every time. <laughs> it seems it's a really pretty arc on his shot too. I like Kispert a lot. I I hope we get some more minutes out of him, especially with KCP's been kind of struggling, and I don't think we've talked about that. But uh, KCP from the corner has been money, but it's like everywhere else on the court when he's open and I. I Honestly, I think he's going to miss it every time if he's not in the corner. That's the biggest reason I think he's going to drop to the bench. Uh, I mean, right now, our I think our backup two guard is Aaron Holiday. So, if you want a little more consistent defense and scoring, uh, obviously KCP is a little bit higher end of a player. Kuzma running his own unit just doesn't appeal to me, I'm going to be honest, because uh, it's gonna you're going to see a lot more of the coin flip, and it's going to be a lot less pretty when it's not working because your bench is going to be in some trouble. I'll say this. I feel like we should have, like, we should have, for the most part, consistent starting lineup, but situationally, especially against, like, bigger teams, like, playing Boston, having Jalen Brown and Jason Taylor on the court at the same time, I wouldn't be opposed to having Denny and Kuzma starting instead of Casey Kuzma. I'd be okay with that. I wouldn't, Add a I wouldn't be opposed with it. I, I, I don't want to see no more... No more six one guys guarding Jason Tatum in the post. I'm tired of it. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind like stuff, like little stuff like that. But it, what, we'll see what happens a month from now when when Rui is back. We'll see what where they do with the lineup. Speaking of, what do you think of Denny so far? Uh, I think he was pretty decent in that Toronto game. Like he, we saw, we got to see him run the pick and roll. I think he threw a lob to Trez. He's thrown a few lobs to Trez. Some of them just kind of bounce harmlessly out of bounds. Uh, the others are okay. I think you can see what he's trying to do with his passes occasionally, but I don't know. I feel like he still has some of those aggression issues where he's just not taking the ball yeah. to the cup because he's, I mean, he's six nine and has a long wingspan. He can just dunk over people. 
he's he's somehow still finding a way to not be a, a big negative on the court. Like even though his bench lineup didn't do great, so obviously his plus minus was gonna be low. He's only minus two. Yeah. Compared to like Harold minus nineteen and Bertans minus twelve. He's a, he kind of minus fourteen. Like he's finding a way to not be a huge negative. He just he just plays he plays the game of basketball well. Tonight he kind of sparked. I don't want to call it a comeback, but like not letting this get out of hand because uh, he played some pretty good defense, grabbed some boards, and kind of got out in transition, got some got us some clean looks. But he's making like I feel like he's going to be a good rotation piece to just make some winning plays, right? Yeah. The term glue guy gets thrown around a lot. I think it's very apt for Denny Avdia. He could do that. He's uh one thing I want to see in the second half. Honestly, I want to see Denny come out start. Because I think they're going to see – Denny was really effective on James Harden. Very. Uh, in that first half. Harden's drive on – drive on Denny compared to Harden's drive on, like, who's a KCP, it looked completely different. He was in it wall at all. Mm-hmm. And he was trying to hunt for a foul, and Denny's just arm up. He's not a rookie no more, so they're not, not calling that. So, not getting the ticky-tack as often. I want to see – I want to see Denny just, like, bring him off the bench. Don't ask him to do nothing on offense. Attack him to Harden. <laughs> just tell him just at the hip at the hip just stand next to him just make sure he doesn't get a clean look that's cool don't with me switch with nobody don't know this attach him to harden Let, let's see what happens because we already down 17 got nothing to lose nothing to lose give some development to the young guys might as well try, try something out bring in kispert for some offense if nobody else is making jump shots why not bring in the rookie number 15 yeah. overall pick and hit some threes see what let's just see what works you you a new coach? You got time to mess with stuff. We we we're too old right now. We have a cushion. There's still plenty of time in the season as well. Uh, I'm not worried. We have a cushion, we and we have a cushion, and the Hornets are up three on the Celtics going into the fourth quarter. So the Celtics could be one and three. So our cushion could just be extended. It's really interesting. Hornets are still undefeated, right? We even have a cushion. Yeah, we even have a cushion against the Hawks because even the Hawks went tonight. They're one and two. Hmm. The they started zero and two. No, the Hawks started zero and one. Oh, okay. Yeah, but the Bucks, the Bucks are beating the Pacers down pretty bad right now. So the Pacers are probably going to move to one and three. Mm-hmm. We have a cushion. I, uh, I think people are focused too much on us winning and losing games. When you got to look around at the people that are going to be competing for the spot. Well, that we okay. Are. So not, every, not everybody's doing well right now. It's way too early, I think, to look around the league, right? Like, yeah, I mean, I'm, I mean, I mean, just really like look, look at the guys that you know at the end of the season. I'm just saying, like, the guys you know at the end of the season are going to be around you. You know, the Celtics are going to be around you. You know, the Pacers are going to be around you. You know, you're going to be around the Hawks. You're going to be around the Knicks. Yeah, you 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 see where they at. We got a cushion. We're gonna have a cushion on the Pacers by a decent amount, even if because I don't. I, I got to see the rest of their schedule for like the first ten games. The Celtics are in danger of going to one and three. The Hawks will only be two and one. We'll be tied with them. Mm-hmm. So we, we're not super in a, like we. We just got to make sure we win enough games to give us ourselves a chance. I think we can go 40 and 42. I think, and yeah, I do, I do as well. I if, think this if, is going to be the kind of season If we just magically decide to figure it out yeah. bad, we can go higher than, oh, wow, 10, 10 tier 1? Like, uh, C-Dub? One. Yep, C-Dub giving 10 tier 1 subs to the community. We appreciate you, G. Thank you so much. Uh, 
Man, I really just like looking at the uh, like who gives the subs these days because I don't recognize any of these names at all. <laughs> Appreciate you though. Thank you, C Dub. Um, but yeah, uh, it's it's kind of rough just in general around the East. I think I like I I expected a slower start than we actually got off to. So I mean, if we can have kind of this energy for the first half of the season, I see no reason why we can't be you know top five, top six by the by that point. Just, it's just a matter of keeping it up and being consistent. Right now, yeah, we're, we're the picture of inconsistency it. because uh, this is rough. James Harden turns the ball over to start the third quarter. Um, um, let me turn the game back on. I, yeah, half time is over. I, had <laughs> I was not trying to hear nothing. Yeah. Uh, it's a little gross right now, but still plenty of game I to go. I didn't want to hear anything. I'm muted. I didn't want to hear nothing that half time report. Ooh, Kuzma just made a tough move to the bucket. But yes, uh, we just kind of got to hover around 500 this season. If we can go above, great. If we go below, there's no reason to panic. Just stay medium, I think, is a very important mantra for this team this year. Yeah, we might be able to contend with some top teams. Maybe we won't. This game, we started in a hole against one, but we're still at least involved in this game. Keeping it a little respectable at the very least. And it's just, it's just like that, that, we just want to see the ball go in the basket. We went a while without seeing the ball go in the basket, and then like, like when you don't see it go in, like your cold streak just like gets worse and worse. You start getting in your head about it. Uh, you start thinking about why can't I get this shot to go in when it's like a very routine shot. Man, Bradley Beal is just chucking it up from three. This is not his night. I think he might got to get him off the floor. But uh, oof. Um, yeah, I think that's about wraps up the show. So uh, be sure to follow us on all socials at Chasing Chip on Twitter at Chasing the Chip on Instagram. Uh, follow our personals at the Moe's for me at your boy Wayne for Wayne. Be sure to follow Phantom Sports Net on Twitter for all the other Phantom productions that we have going on. Uh, we should have another Chasing the Chip for the Washington football team this week. Sorry about the delay. Uh, we just got stuff going on. It's hard to schedule these sometimes, but you know we do our best. Get some content out for you guys. Wizard season hopefully continues to ramp up and uh, hopefully they can close out this game strong as well because uh, obviously a fun Wizards team is all we really want. Ooh, KCP on the break? Oh, just lays it up. That's boring. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so be sure to follow us. And with that, see you later. Peace.